But uh, I think I think 2022 is going to be a phenomenal year. I think 2021 is going to be a great year. Um, I think all this will be behind us. And uh, I think 2020 shouldn't be written off yet. I think, you know, I, I know we're all concerned. We're worried. And nobody wants to see the uh, bounce back of the pandemic. But, uh, um, you know, again, I, I feel like we have to just uh, keep the faith and keep going. Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. So we've been talking about setting the stage, painting a picture, mm-hmm. which I guess basically means that since we travel all over in our RV, we're always in a different space and we don't have a professional studio space to do our podcast and we don't want one either. It's, no way. It's real life. We got Rafe. This is our studio. Yeah, this our is all studio's we need. Rafe. So right now we're at Buffalo Creek, Colorado, just outside of Denver. Mm-hmm. And um, if you hear a bird squawk, that's because we're in our studio outside. Yeah, the windows are closed. <laughs> but yeah, but we're at Buffalo Creek. It's beautiful. The pine trees, um, it smells so good. Uh, tons of mountain biking trails around here. You can camp right here and everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah, it's it does, always busy. It does get a little busy and... Uh, I'm sure, like, this it's not even the weekend yet as we're recording this, and I'm sure the weekend will just explode with people, but Probably. that's all right. But it was really cool because mm-hmm. we actually just recorded um, this podcast with a group of people. It's like a panel, basically, and we recorded it yeah. yesterday while sitting here. And it was cool. You're in the middle of the woods talking to people from all over the country. Sometimes you just really got to love technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, this was our first time doing such a big podcast like this, so... Hopefully, uh, um, hopefully it sounds good. I think it did. I think it came off pretty good. It's, it's our first Zoom podcast. Everybody's Zooming during the pandemic, so why, let's Zoom it's it. It's not our first one. We did the first one with Jordan and Michelle last week. Oh, that was a Zoom, too. Yeah. This is our first big panel, though. It was a big panel. We had, um, I think, eight different representatives on there. At least, yeah. Well, I, we had a couple people pop in and out during it. Yeah. So. So basically, though, it's just kind of like to give you guys an insight into the, the breweries while all this is going on. Yeah, um, we all love the breweries, and God knows we want to get back to the breweries. I mean, we've been back to two. We've been able to go indoor to two breweries since the world since the world went nuts. kind of opening back <laughs> up again, though. Right, and and everything, of course, at those breweries has been limited in some form or fashion right. to mitigate risk and all that kind of stuff so we, but we yeah thought, this was talking with a bunch of different brewers that we've come to know and respect um from across the country since yeah. we've been traveling and and they're you know they're going through the same the same shit that we're going through wondering when things yeah. are going to be opening back up they're small business owners some of them are brew pubs some of them are just breweries some of them are opening up other locations some of them are hoping they don't have to close down but we thought it'd be really cool to give you guys insight into like their struggles so that when we all go back into the breweries, we kind of have a better understanding of what they're going through as well. Yeah, I think the one thing um, before we jump in here real quick, um, the one thing I'd really like people to take out of this is just be good to other people, you know, I mean, and not just through your brewer friends, you know, we love these guys, but um be nice to people. Just be nice to people and try to remember, try to try to think a little bit about what they're going through too during this time. Every, we're all dealing with this in our own ways, and we all have different per- perspectives and different opinions about things. But that doesn't mean we have to be mean to each other. I mean, it's those perspectives and those per- opinions that make us like that great. make people awesome. And yeah. because if everybody had the same beliefs all the time in the same clothes and the same walk and the same everything well, man life fuck. would be boring <laughs> just be boring yeah man. so with that we're gonna take you into a whole plethora of people right now are. who are not all the same except that they're all in the beer industry in some form or in fashion. some form or fashion yes um that's why you're listening to this though too because you like hearing our chit chats about beer you'll get to know them all they introduce themselves right here here you go Beer with friends. You gonna start this like we start a podcast? We always start it like this, arguing <laughs> over who's starting with what. Yeah, who who do you want to talk so to? So I've first? been I've been calling this um, podcast that we're getting ready to do with all these people, beer with friends. 
So mm -hmm. I think I can go with that one with Beer with Friends. And we have several people here from different versions of different breweries and around the country, actually. Mm -hmm. So we're excited to have them introduce themselves. Just a very quick kind of elevator introduction. Tell us who you are, uh, where you're from, like what brewery or however you're related to beer or whatever, whatever you want to add to that. So your quick uh, elevator introduction, we'll put you on, you know, whatever, 30, 40 seconds. Steve, how about if we start with you? I'm Steve Skalski, uh, founder of Guanella Pass Brewing Company up in the booming metropolis of Georgetown, Colorado. Uh, we are uh, a, uh, a brewery only down here. We opened three years ago this coming Friday. So uh, we, we are going to not have a big birthday bash, obviously, because of COVID. But... Um, we're still looking forward to things getting better up here. We just recently opened a second tap room and kitchen um, up in Empire, Colorado. And those of you out of state who don't know Clear Creek County, but we're about 50 miles west of uh, Denver, Colorado in the mountains. And uh, we uh, um, are pretty small in operation. We do about uh, roughly 350 barrels a year at this point, And it's, primarily cap room consumption with the exception of the last two months where it's been mostly employee consumption. So, <laughs> Well, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Okay. Good to meet everyone. Uh, how about you Rose from hot springs? Let's jump in. Uh, sure. Hey guys, I'm uh, Rose Schweikart. I own, uh, it's called Superior Bathhouse Brewery. And I guess I'll, uh, Jim works with me. I'll let Jim talk about our beer, but, um, we are the only brewery on federal property in the country. We're in uh, Hot Springs National Park in a former historic bathhouse. And we use uh, the hot spring water, the hot springs, to make our beer. So that's kind of our, our claim to fame. And we met um, Ken and April when they came through uh, recently. And then Ken and April also came through, what, about two weeks ago? Got to see you. And it was on our first day reopening with some dine-in customers so we're a brew pub we're open seven days a week um lunch and dinner so you know that 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 kind of deal so we're excited to be here i'm excited to meet you guys too because superior bathhouse was the first place that we got to go back into that was opening up so we were excited to is, is the beer it, we have springs here in colorado is uh, the water before or after the people get in the water <laughs> we get that we get that question a lot uh, fortunately it's before before the people get in the water but uh yeah, yeah. And we are yes we are in arkansas so we are uh, reopening ahead of mu much of the country for better or for worse for sure so. but their water is straight up out of the ground it's like comes up at like uh, i think it was 144 degrees or something like that out of the ground and it's potable so they can use it right away they don't as long as nobody bathes in it. <laughs> I, was, I was afraid we had given you too many beers to remember those details, so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you were still with us. Jim, why don't you bring us on who, as to who, who you are? Awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm Jim Powell. I brew the beer at Superior Bathhouse Brewery in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and most of the time we don't use the water after people have been in it, unless it's the Christmas beer. <laughs> so, so many people may have seen the photos of me and the cranberries but oh yeah that's that's the only time and we didn't use that water i just used the cranberries because i wasn't going to throw those out <laughs> but anyway yeah we we use the hot spring water uh save some time on my strike water and sparge water it's pretty handy um it, it's it's pretty uh easy to use it's only high in bicarbonate we can manipulate it if we need to which we don't a whole lot uh Pretty cool water to work with, for sure. Cool. Awesome. And uh, I'm the only person here that I don't think I have a beer at my house. That's what? a travesty over here. The head brewer doesn't have a beer at his house. What? I got to go on yeah. a mission to find one. <laughs> okay. You? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't, we're all speechless. We don't know what to say to that. <laughs> There's got to be something in my fridge. Well, with that, you better go look in the fridge and we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> so um, how about Chris over at Kettle and Spoke? You want to give us the sure. quick one too? Uh, I'm Chris Warren. I'm from Boulder. Uh, small brew. Brewery is really small. I mean, two barrel brew house. Um, I've been here for three years. We've been, only been around for three and a half years. 
We're just a really, really tiny spot. We share a space with Green Guru Gear, who does upcycled gear for like all the bags behind me. Green Guru Gear, um, and with Front Range Cargo Bikes. Um, they specialize in electric cargo bikes. But we uh, share two garage spaces, and you know we just try to try to make the best beer we can here. Um, and if that doesn't say Boulder, I don't know what does. Awesome, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, let's head up to Aloe. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Aloe Galinsky. I'm in Sonoma County, California, just about an hour north of San Francisco. I've been working at Russian River, their new facility in Windsor, uh, since September as a tour guide and tasting room attendant. Um, and I also run a beer blog called The Craft Beer Concierge. Awesome. Who do we get next? Travis? All right, uh, I'm Travis Smith with the Lazy G Brew House. We're a brew pub in Prescott, Arizona, and uh, we've been around about eight months. And this is a great time to uh, go through this shutdown with uh, a brand new brewery. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and have Tim because we got one more person that just jumped on, but we'll get to them in a second. Tim, give us your quick intro. Hey everybody, Tim Myers from Strange Craft Beer Company, founder, head brewer, head janitor, pretty much a lot of everything as a lot of you guys know. Um, we just yesterday celebrated 10 years in business, which was pretty exciting, even if we don't get to throw the big party yet. Um, and I'm drinking our number one beer right now, which is the Cherry Creek. Nice. Happy birthday. 10 years. That's a big Ten one. 10 years is a big one. For sure, we weren't going to make it when they announced all the bars and liquor stores and breweries were shutting down on May, March 16th. Oh, man. Thought, oh, we almost made it to 10. <laughs> you <laughs> made it. They fixed that three hours later, so we made it. <laughs> you have That's to That's a funny story. Yes. You need to tell that story because that is ridiculous. So you not know, yet, not yet, but you're going to tell no, us. No, not yet? Okay. No, yeah. not yet. We're going to bring you on that story. We're so going to introduce. That's, that's our little cliffhanger to keep people hanging on to the show, right? Because Denver went lost the flight like from professionals it. or something. That's no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Paul with Kettle and Spoke. So very nice yep. to meet you two. I didn't think Thanks, I was going to make it home in time for this, but I did. So I figured I, this is my first Zoom meeting ever. Well, oh, nice. Well, welcome to uh, Zoom and welcome to our podcast. <laughs> so, Paul, you're from Kettle and Spoke. Um, Chris introduced himself earlier, and this is Ken. I'm April, living in Stout Life, obviously. So we've met your um, Patrick. We met Patrick, your other partner, but it's really yeah. great to meet you guys for the first time on Zoom. So all we're doing right now, real quick, Paul, is we've been going around the horn, everybody giving a quick, like, 30-second to a minute introduction, the, the, the short version right now. But uh, so can you just tell everybody a little bit about who you are? All right. Well, um, yeah, Patrick and I started the brewery together, um, I guess, I mean, how long is it now, Chris? Uh, three? three, three. Um, over three years ago, three and a half years ago, I guess. Yep. Um, Chris joined us uh, maybe a year in or something like that. Uh, we just started the brewery because uh, we love brewing beer and wanted to have a small little spot to make beer and share it with people. And um, it's been fun. We're a tiny little spot. I'm sure all these guys probably have larger breweries, but we're just a tiny little tap room. We have a two-barrel system. But we've been having a lot of fun making beer, that's for sure. Um, trying to deal with the current situation. I mean, we're at 40 to 50% sales, maybe even less. I haven't even looked. I don't even look at it anymore. <laughs> but we're, we're moving a bunch of you. Hours, though, you know. Yeah, so. and uh, I mean, you said you're a small spot there in Boulder, and it, but it's a really cool little spot right along along the bike trail there and everything. So uh, it's very yeah, Boulderish too. I love it. It's maybe maybe we can start with that since we've gotten everybody introduced. Maybe we can kind of start with that. Is like we want to talk a little bit about how COVID has impacted it, but not full on like how it's. April's in denial, so she hates I to do, do a deep dive on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like it's real She's in heavy denial it's real i know it but i also don't like to get full-on sucked all into it like i shut the tv off or the news off a lot <laughs> like screw this <laughs> shut it off <laughs> but, she gets depressed but maybe <laughs> 
But maybe we'll start with like you guys from Kettle and Spoke, um, Paul and Chris, is just like, ha ha have you seen it really having a huge impact? Do you still see a lot of the community coming to support you by buying takeaway beer or like how has it impacted uh, you, your business and maybe your life personally as well? I mean, we still get as many regulars coming in, uh, but that's it. They buy once a week, stock up a little on Crowlers to go and see them again in a week or maybe two. But no, no new people, you know, you don't see anybody coming out. And probably the biggest, the biggest issue I've been dealing with in here is people that want to drink right here. As soon as they get a can, it's going to pop. Mm -hmm. you know right. And you can't do that yet, right? You can't do that. And I don't care where you, what you do with it when you walk off premises, even if you want to pop it right there. But you just can't do it here. <laughs> you know they it's like they don't care what your license is or any of that you know they just want to drink that's probably the biggest deal you know that's a good point because like uh you know they talk about all these different changes and things and nobody thinks about how like certain changes could force you guys as business owners and and people who work at different businesses into enforcing those changes. You're not a security guy. <laughs> right. No, I, I don't like to do it, but I, I wish more people would just understand that it's not about them just, I mean, I would love to say yes. I would love to make yourself at home on that picnic table, but you can't because what, what if somebody comes by and you lose your license for six months? You know, the hard, we're lucky because we have low overhead. I mean, we're a small operation with basically uh, two and a half employees to some degree. And Patrick and I work full-time jobs. Chris is at the brewery full-time. Um, we have super low overhead. And we're, I mean, we're going to be able to squeak by, assuming we can start serving on premises at some point. I mean, if this stuff goes on for a year, we're screwed. But, I mean... If it's just a, another month or so, I think we're going to be okay. Um, but it's no doubt it's tough. I'm sure it's tough on everybody. I mean, we're watching every day on Facebook. It seems like there's another brewery closing. I see. But um, but anyways, yeah, we're, we're getting through it. It's going to be all right. Cool. I was just going to say, it sounds like being small in this case kind of helps a little bit. So can't imagine what it's like for them. Oh, yeah. so they lose all their customers. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm thinking of all the group, the people that we have here. We usually surround ourselves with the smaller breweries and the smaller communities. So, like, even with the group that we have here, I don't think we even have like a big. No, nobody here is like uh, right, right. like an Odell's or an Avery or somebody that's monster yeah. out there. Um, Hello from uh, Russian River here. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. Al's working at Russian River. So. That's a pretty good size brewery. Yeah. Pretty good size. It's still fairly small for what it, you know, the big guys, but it's, I'm not privy to all the numbers and information as a lowly tour guide over there. Just some of them. Yeah, right. You're not Just a, you're not a head brewer or a brewery owner. So, but what was it like for you though? I mean, when this thing happened, I mean, it hit Russian river pretty hard and you know, they're I mean, more like a big corporation that had to do just big full-scale cutbacks, probably. Well, we have 200 employees between the two locations, and 185 of us were furloughed right off the bat. Wow. And that's two brew pubs, brewing staff, production staff, tour guides, you know, all the marketing managers, everything like that. So, you know, I've been off work since March, basically since, I think, St. Patrick's Day, or right before March 15th, 16th. And we're getting updates, but yeah, I mean... Our owners are really great about keeping in touch. They send out emails and they're straight up with us. They say, you know, we've lost, you know, a certain percentage of sales because it's all, you know, we're ramping up efforts to can and bottle, but that doesn't make up for the loss of draft and off-premise accounts and all that stuff. So are they kind of in a, as far as a vast majority of you guys that have been furloughed, is it kind of a, a wait and see thing to see how business bounces back or doesn't? It's all wait and see. And right now in Northern California, they're starting to try to see if they can open up patios for uh, brew pubs and wineries, you know, have outdoor drinking and whatnot. But the thing about our brew pub that has patio space outside in Windsor is there's protected uh, wetlands back there. And as part of the package deal with building on that property, no food is allowed outside. So you can't yeah. have people out there eating and drinking. It's just drinking. And, you know, that will cut into some sales and cut into the amount of people who want to come out because there's been no eating allowed out there beforehand and that's not going to change just because of rules, you know, it's protected wetlands. There's, you know, regulations against that in general. So it's, it's all just wait and see. 
And even, you know, I'm a tour guide. I'm not part of the restaurant staff. So my job status could be longer than the restaurants. Right. But in a way, Allo, you've kind of created your own um, tour guide for breweries all over the nation, if not maybe even the world, I guess. So can you tell us more about what you started called Hashtag Drink the Story? Yeah, and it's really cool because I'm getting to recognize a lot of the names and uh, breweries from your Drink the Stories uh, post Ken and April. Uh, definitely. It's been a lot of fun um, as somebody who's not only a brewery employee, but somebody who really loves the world of craft beer. I started this campaign called Drink the Story, which is a phrase to me that means I love to go to those places that have that unique story, whether it's about the owners or the property they've built on or the types of beers they specialize in. That's the places that I love to go and support and drink at and share the story of to people, whether they're customers on a brewery tour company I once ran in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, or just friends to take them there. So I created this campaign, Drink the Story, basically to build awareness of all the small craft breweries that need our help now and then again when we can open back up and where can people find that at uh you can go to our fa- we have a facebook group over 220 members right now uh, it's drink the story campaign to support local breweries i can definitely post a link at some point uh, you can go to my blog thecraftbeerconcierge.com and there are posts that i've written about breweries from boston uh, to san diego to northern california my small town of sebastopol uh, we were hit in the last year with fires floods and now the pandemic and breweries have had to close and restart and reopen a bunch of times in the last basically year since January, 2019. So I've been focusing on a lot of those places and yeah, all the stories are up there on my blog and there's posts from Ken and April as well as a bunch of other beer bloggers out there. Awesome. See, we're not just beer lovers. We like want to support all you guys. We love the breweries. (laughs) We're sad. (laughs) Actually, there's quite a few people in this group, in that group on Facebook. Yeah. So Steve, uh, Rolling back to you at Glenola Pass, it's, uh, you know, you guys had some big plans before all this stuff hit as far as opening, uh, like, another space there in uh, Georgetown that was going to be a kitchen for you. And you mentioned in your intro that you already opened a second tap room in Empire. How's that been going for you as far as, like... During a pandemic. Yeah, that you had, like, you moved ahead with it. So I guess it's good on some front. Well, either I'm going to be the smartest guy in the block or the dumbest guy in the block, so that remains to be seen. We are, uh, yes, we are in the process of uh, expanding. Um, I didn't put the brakes on anything, um, and and again, it could be out of stupidity, but uh, we're renovating the building next to the brewery. Uh, that That building is completely gutted right now. It's being framed up. It's going to be a great space for for the expanded seating and actually with social distancing if we can get that open that'll be critical because you know Kim and Ken and April you've been to my brewery and three tables and a bunch of bar stools is not going to cut it with social distancing so um, it's pretty important we get that place open uh, and then uh, we we did open in Empire Colorado a couple weeks ago and that has a kitchen and uh, um, that's going pretty well considering COVID is here and we can only do to-go orders. So um, I'm very actually pleased with, 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 with how things are going. We don't even have a sign on the building yet. It's still being made. So word of mouth is really helping. Uh, from, from an employee perspective, we're full on. So we did have to furlough a couple of people, but we brought them all back. Um, we are recipients of the PPP, so we're we're, um, we're staying within the spirit of that. And we've hired people back, and we're getting ready to reopen, and hopefully we can reopen uh, very soon. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, unlike uh, unlike uh, some breweries, we, we're small, but we're um, we're leaning into the wind, and uh, we really want to uh, make things work for ourselves up in a small mountain community. Uh, the only the big effect it has on us right now is is the path to profitability as a new brewery, relatively new brewery, is just pushed out. So um, I've I've I formally delayed all my retirement plans for at least another forty years. So uh, here. <laughs> Uh, don't waste your non-refundable years. Every 
every moment you're on, uh, you're, you're around, um, you're not going to get it back. And the older we get, the more important that is because you got less time to make up for your mistakes. So give it your best shot. Well, here you go. <laughs> Let's see. Let's go kind of opposite with Travis at Lazy G in like kind of a almost a brand new brewery. All right. Who's clinking ice in their glasses? That would be Jim. Jim, Jim clinking ice when you shouldn't be having beer. We're muting Jim. We just Jim. muted him. We shut him down. <laughs> Travis, tell us about like kind of your experience with all this. I mean, you're at a pretty brand new brewery. It opened less than a year ago and then all this crap just hit. Right. And, and it's, it's like the worst timing too. Just as the weather warms up, we get more tourists and that's when the, the, the bulk of the business is supposed to be here in Prescott. But fortunately, and Maybe, unfortunately, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, Arizona opened up back up for dining and service last week. So for six days, we've actually been back open, and people have been flocking back in droves to the, to the brewery, which, you know, it's probably not the, the greatest, uh, greatest thing, but uh, it's really good, good for, the, for the business. Have you guys opened like full on, like you can go a hundred percent or did they give you a certain well, capacity? We have, we have reduced uh, seating capacity. So all the tables are spread out, making sure that there's uh, each group is at least six feet apart. We've expanded the, the dine-in service to outside and on the patio uh, areas that we weren't doing that before. Just trying to allow more people to come and be separate. So you're seeing a community. You're seeing a community that really that really wants this. They miss this. They they they're excited to come back to the places that they love. Absolutely. A lot of people with no fear of the current the current situation. Are they have people mostly been like pretty chill as far as trying to keep the distancing and stuff like that? Just because maybe knowing that you know, that can make or break whether your business can stay open. It seems like there's a mix of, of, of customers that that are concerned and they come in, they still grab takeout food. And then there's people that, that just don't give a shit about this and they don't think they're going to get sick. Um, well, how, um, like Rose, how's it been at, at Superior? Because like you guys, like we were there a week ago, a little over a week ago when you guys had your first day open. Yeah. And I think you guys, if I recall, it was at 33% capacity. Uh, yeah, we were allowed last Monday to open uh, for dine-in at 33% capacity. Customers have to wear masks and, you know, 10 foot spacing between tables. So it's really cut down on our you know, potential revenue, our seats, but you know, it's better than nothing. I mean, we were hit pretty hard. My April was down 98%. Um, so that was pretty bad. But uh, I just um, finally got the nerve to put the numbers in last week. And uh, just, uh, just out of curiosity. But that was fun. But I mean, you know, we have a situation where we're in a, we're in a heavily tourist area, very seasonal. And we're in a national park. So you know, all the national parks are shut down. All the hotels are closed. Um, are supposedly closed to out-of-state visitors and that really you know put a hit on our foot traffic um we're yeah we're a very foot traffic reliant business and like i said we're a restaurant so you know we do have a big operation with a lot of overhead um i well we had 38 employees before uh, we closed down on st patrick's day which was kind of a sick joke from the universe um, we're pretty much closed through april we did some takeout and delivery but again, you know, the point of our business is to come to our facility, come uh, visit the bathhouse. So, you know, we weren't, it was not, I can't say it wasn't worth it. Financially, it was not worth it. But, um, you know, we kind of wanted to stay on everyone's minds and just stay relevant to our local customers. And so we do have a good local following. So, but do you, do you see the tourism increasing back up again or? Uh, yeah, I, th I think it'll come back pretty quickly. I mean, our sales are pretty much back to 30 to 35% of normal, which matches our, you know, allowable capacity. So that's okay uh, for now. It'll get us through uh, to the next phase. But, you know, I agree with what uh, Travis said. It's not, you know, I don't know if it's 
that great of a situation for you know the world but um you know we have mostly out-of-state visitors coming to arkansas so whether they're you know coming from hot spots or bringing you know bringing the thing we will never we'll never really know until a couple of weeks from now you know we will either see a spike in numbers or we won't but yeah. you know all we can do is um you know make sure we protect our staff we actually switched from a you know sit down full service you know wait wait staff table service to a order at the counter will bring your order to your table just to cut down on the amount of touches between staff and customers i'm trying to keep you know keep my kids as you know separated as possible mm -hmm. considering that we're a restaurant so there's some challenges to that so with everybody having to wear masks there did you guys come up with a good straw situation for the beers or? <laughs> uh, they are they are allowed to remove the masks once they are served so i guess um just having them come up to a counter and order a beer and we hand it to them then that's that's it so we do have masks for sale at the door they're a dollar so you know we, we also are having a um customer education issue like uh who mentioned that yeah like chris like chris mentioned where you know people don't understand why we have these rules and what our license allows and doesn't allow so you know it's tough to have to explain to people please please do this we need you to do this you know for our protection and just for just because it's the law it's the health department rules so yeah you know yeah. I, I don't like having my staff have to be you know the arbiters of these rules that have suddenly um popped up that you know people either want to argue with or don't understand but you know what i'm hearing is people are people are um handling it pretty well so people you know people walk in with no mask and we ask them to put it on oh it's in my pocket <laughs> like we weren't going to ask them maybe but yeah you know, so everyone wants to like push push that boundary as far as they can right now i think it's like a big test on our society i suppose that's typical human behavior for sure <laughs> I'm gonna push everything that I can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's been interesting. So hoping to, hoping to roll to a phase two pretty soon, which would be 66%, and then you know maybe our maybe we'll catch some of summer. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tim, how are you seeing things in your tap room? And you know, 10 years old, and we're doing good. We're only down um, about 20%. We have a really loyal mug club. We've got a really loyal following. Uh, we've done no wholesale the last three months. And that's kind of, you know, that's usually an extra week and a half, two weeks worth of uh, comparable taproom revenue. So that's been a bummer, but uh, we've held steady on the crowlers. I'm, I'm nervous that this might be the new normal for the next year. I definitely didn't get into the taproom business so that I could have my back to my customers while I fill cans and chat with them over my shoulder. Uh, the whole point of having our tiny little taproom is standing behind the bar and having a conversation uh, over a couple of pints of beer. So in the long term, if things don't change i'll have to decide if i want to just keep filling cans every day i'm not i'm i'm grateful for the business that we've got but it's definitely not the business that i signed up for 10 years ago right. and you've got to really really work hard on the positive attitude and uh, um, uh, being grateful for what we do have in but in the long run we're hopeful that opening back up isn't just gonna, you know, cause another spike in cases and we get shut down again in another month. We're, uh, we're only gonna be able to do 12 people, three tables in the tap room. But luckily we have the beer garden out back where we can fit another 50. Uh, and we're working really hard to come up with the logistics on how that's gonna work. That's gonna require probably three or four employees on a normal night we can get away with one or two when uh when the bar is open um but we're gonna have a bouncer if they don't have a mask they don't get in uh if the tap room's full the the doorman tells them go through that other door i've got two tables in the back um they gotta have a mask we'll have hand sanitizer outside before they even walk in the door 
Um, we've been working really hard through the Colorado Brewers Guild with the health department and the governor's office and the mayor's office on what it's going to look like. We're only going to be able to do table service, no bar service. You can't walk up to the bar to order a beer. Once you sit down at your table, you can drop your mask. But if you get up from the table to go to the bathroom, you got to put it back on. When you get up to leave, you got to put it back on. Um, it's going to be a whole new world. So what we're going to do, we're going to have a soft opening. It's going to be weird. We've been open 10 years. We're going to have a soft opening just for our mug club. Nice. The first couple of nights where they're the only ones that get to come in and, and sit in the brewery and have beers. And first of all, that's a thank you for them and all their support ordering all the crawlers of beer that they've ordered. But second of all, it's a lot easier to, for my crew to practice on people that are going to be gracious and going to be appreciative uh, and work out the details together versus somebody who has decided that it's their God-given right. Give me my freaking beer. Uh, I don't care if I don't have a mask. And, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be the, the poor ice cream shop owner that has to decide whether to, to close down because people are getting ticked off and not getting their ice cream done. It's just, I don't know. The whole thing sucks. It just sucks that all of y'all are put into that situation. And yeah, I don't know. Well, we have to, you know, that's the new reality. And we've just got to, you know, we've got to all reinvent ourselves and figure out how to make that work. So through all this, I mean, I think we've all kind of touched on the business side, but like, what's for you, Tim, who's somebody, has there been somebody or a moment during all this time that somebody stands out that just made your day because they're like, understand this is a hard thing and they just did some goofy thing to make you smile personal or business i i got i had a lot you know of fun everybody today. i wrote i wrote a nice long letter and sent it out to our email list and our mug club list and i posted it online and i got so many emails back from people talking about the first time they came in uh. and uh that was a lot of fun reading the stories. Remember when I came in that one night and you were the only one here and you were out of blah, blah, blah. And I was so upset and you <laughs> made me try this beer and now it's my new favorite. Um, so that was a lot of fun that people um, really cared that we are still in business and that we made it 10 years. Everybody was worried that we were going to fall off the face of the earth and we're lucky. We, we don't have a lot of overhead work super tiny and sometimes that's been a huge uh disadvantage but right now it's a huge advantage for us and it's been really nice it's been really nice the people that have reached out and and just double check people that haven't you know they moved out i i got i got a phone call the other day i thought it was somebody placing an order it was somebody that hasn't been in the brewery for five years because they moved out of state and they just wanted to make sure that somebody was answering the phone and we were still open (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome can that's we, pretty cool that's awesome can we toss out that same question to anybody else if there's something that like kind of kept you going or made you laugh or just like throughout this you know this whole thing is something that just made you i don't know keep your faith in humanity <laughs> well uh for me personally not not business wise oh, that's fine travis i i moved to uh away from california and moved to arizona to try to get away from people and so this whole situation has kind of legitimized my my uh, my idea that to stay away from people anyway. <laughs> That's been a big, huge uh, bonus. You were socially distancing before it was a thing. Physical. And I, yeah, I hate that word, but I just, it's the word. Well, everybody well now it's acceptable, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we are kind of looking to like kind of hear from everybody too, is just like, what's something that you've kind of like learned from this, that's kind of a positive thing. Cause so many people talk about that. And for a while I was just like, I wanted to be like, stick my head in the sand and not hear the positive stuff about this. Cause I wanted to bitch about it, but it's really good to hear things like that where people can still like, you know, have just be good humans and find the positive piece to all this stuff or make other people laugh. So that was really good. Well, one positive thing is like, while we've all been talking here, we've got another guest that jumped in with Chris. Good to see you guys. You too, Good to Patrick. see you, Patrick. Oh, Patrick's sure. uh, the co-owner at Kettle and Spoke, along with Paul. And so we can put Patrick on the spot then and say, what's something that's been like really good about all this craziness? Um, I don't know. I was uh, I was at the I was working the tap room on Sunday, 
And um, even though sales are pretty horrible, but um, the customers that came in were all like new out of staters that were just like trying to support the new area that they just moved into. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Oh, that's nice. People stepping up. Yeah, yeah it was pretty nice. So, Does anyone so, have, I was going to say, this is one of my interesting questions that I was wondering about. Does anyone besides your own breweries, is there a brewery that you're like really excited to go to that like you want, like that you're like, as soon as this opens up, I'm going. Yeah. Anyone? anyone? Yeah. Oh, oh for course. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the three breweries in the, bar, it's called the Barlow District, which is at the bottom of Sebastopol. They're the ones that I've kind of pledged my ultimate support to through the Drink the Story campaign. There's Wood 4 Brewing, Crooked Goat, and a Seismic Brewing. All three completely different styles of tap room, but all really community focused. All hold great events. Some of them are, have converted to like doing virtual events, like virtual trivia nights, virtual bingo nights. And they all right now have like curbside pickup, whatnot. But I'm really excited to get back to all three of those spots and cheers with everybody there. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking forward to sitting on the deck uh right. at the hard rock cafe in empire that's going to be fun when we're allowed to sit out there the view is pretty amazing so that'll be fun and i'm looking forward to hanging out at lazy g when i go visit mom for christmas i wish i had known last christmas that travis was in in prescott i would have hung oh. out last christmas yeah he was there already that's right well now yeah, you know yeah. where to go if you I should have know. asked you. I, I didn't know I was supposed to ask you where am I supposed to hang out when I go home for Christmas. There you go. Well, living a stout life. Who are you gonna anytime ask? you go anywhere, like traveling, you're supposed to say, huh, I wonder what living a stout life says. We're doing this podcast from inside an RV. Come on, you know who to ask. Chase. <laughs> <laughs> How about beers? How about beer? What beers have gotten you through this? Like, is there a beer, like, in 10 years from now that you're going to look back and go, thank God I had that? Well, during this whole damn pandemic bullcrap. <laughs> Bullshit. You can cuss. I can cuss. For those of you that can't see right now, right now. Rose at Superior Bathhouse holds right. up a jar, an empty bottle, gigantic bottle of Maker's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that was only the weekly supply. Okay. It doubles as hand sanitizer, Wait. right? <laughs> wait 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 so if, if you don't know if you haven't listened to our stock conversation video with her she was one of the first person pe first people we asked both her and jim what was your favorite worst beer and immediately miller high life that's what she said like she totally understood that question that's what she said <laughs> miller high life <laughs> so holding up maker's mark it was no surprise from rose <laughs> and i see a theme here too because i think jim was holding up not a beer either what, what do you that? got there jim that looks like wild turkey. <laughs> Steve's nodding. Oh, I see the turkey. It is a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It, it is. It has is. anybody drank a beer during this time? Drank a beer? <laughs> oh yeah. What beers are we drinking? Anybody want to share? So, well, I'm, okay. I, I'm drinking uh, a uh, Pilsner Pirate from uh, Guanella Pass. It's a it's a, a great beer, and uh, we it was meant to be out for our anniversary party this weekend. We'll just hold off on that a little while, and it's uh, very refreshing. What's everybody else drinking? Uh, I'll get. I'm actually drinking our uh, delicious uh, double IPA. It's called Rule Number One, and uh, Jim Jim named it after his uh, his Rule Number One, which is if you didn't have fun, you should have. So that tells me <laughs> something about Jim. And uh, it's his birthday beer. He brews it every year for his birthday, which is on Monday, um, May 25th. So happy Ooh. birthday, Jim. And happy thank birthday, you for Jim. this every year. Uh, I look forward to Jim's birthday for many reasons. But and that's so definitely, a, is definitely. That's a great reason because he put it on tap early, too. So we were able to try that while we were there last week. So that exactly. Was awesome. we, we had to take something else off tap because we haven't been moving much lately. So we had to, uh, we had to kick somebody else off the lineup. Just, just for you guys, but yeah, <laughs> it'll come back. So we were actually just down um, in the south, close to Atlanta and Georgia. We weren't quite there. We were in Alabama. But, like, I have a Thai wheat from Second South in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm going to, like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Crack open now. That must have fallen. RV smells like beer for weeks now. <laughs> like it didn't smell like, like beer Like it before. didn't already? Yeah, exactly. 
April will be gone for a moment. I will take over <laughs> as your host. <laughs> and I'm gonna, anybody heard of Wiseacre? Memphis? I will try not to reciprocate that, yeah. I think, Jim, I think you told us about Wiseacre before to go there. We didn't actually get to the brewery, but we got some of their beer down there. Yeah, Wiseacre and Ghost River, I think it is. Those yeah, I think there. those were the two that you highly recommended in that area. Okay, so I have a question. So let's <laughs> pretend it's 2022. Um, if you don't like my language, sorry, fuck 2020. Um, <laughs> let's pretend it's 2022. Um, and what are you doing or where are you going? Let's go, Tim. Well, hopefully by 2022, we finally opened our second location. We almost, we were a week away from signing the paperwork on a second location that would have opened last month. And it was going to, it was going to cost us a, a fortune to get the place open. I was, I was uh, partnering with Stephen Kirby from Hogshead. It was going to be a monster location that we were going to supply beer from Strange and from Hogshead. Lots of seating. Uh, it's in Morrison where there's uh, oh, wow. Red Rocks for concerts. Oh, that would have been great. And that would have been great because there's no concerts this year. Strange hogs. <laughs> Strange hogs. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. And that would, you know, so hopefully by 2022, Stephen and I can make that work. Gosh, I hope so. That would be fantastic because Hogshead is another really good brewery in Denver. Um, if no, if you don't know it, they specialize in Cascales and they're very traditional on the English styles. Nice. Great place. So. I'm, I'm, that's another thing that I'm grateful for. I was really pissed off that the, uh, that we didn't make that work. Um, 2022. 2022. Or, or sooner. Or sooner. Sooner is preferable. All right. Who else? <laughs> really? Steve's going to semi-retire by then because he's going to be rolling in the dough with his three spots. Well, 20, 2022 is, uh, Let's see. Um, first question you ask yourself is, will I be alive then? And so uh, I did I don't get think you're that old. I did get the antibody test yesterday just because I had to get some other uh, blood work being done. So I said, hey, why don't you pull another gallon out and see if I got this COVID thing? And, and I did not. Oh, um, so I'm going to continue to lick a bunch of doorknobs to, to try to build my <laughs> immune system up. Um, no, 2022 will be, a, um, in my, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but, um, I'm, I continue to be very bullish and very hopeful. Uh, I think that'll be a full year after 2021, which will be a normal year again. If 2020 is not going to be, we'll be five years into the business. And I, I look forward to being um, one of one of the uh, guys that go back into Strange Craft Brewery because uh, when Tim when Tim said uh, he has he put that uh, Facebook posting out and got feedback from people on on his opening ten years ago. Although I'm late to the game, I sat in one of Tim's bar stools in his office there and and uh, decided that that was the answer uh, for me. So um, in the meantime, I'm, I'm going to be more than happy to be one of his, one of his 12 customers inside his tap room. <laughs> uh, and I'll, that'll give free up one seat of my brewery to get 12 people into my brewery. So. But uh, I think, I think 2022 is going to be a phenomenal year. I think 2021 is going to be a great year. Um, I think all this will be behind us. And uh, I think 2020 shouldn't be written off yet. I think, you know, I, I know we're all concerned, we're worried, and nobody wants to see the uh, bounce back of the pandemic. But, uh, um, you know, again, I, I feel like we have to just uh, keep the faith and keep going. And, uh, and uh, um, you know, uh, not to understate the difficulty of what we're all going through. I mean, this is like Tim said, it, it's absolutely depressing. Um, but it's forums like this that I, I love 
participating in because you, you know, you're not the only guy um, in this boat here. So, you know, my misery loves company, I guess. Oh, uh, Steve, that's about why to we make love me you. cry, man. That's why we love you. <laughs> you can make me cry. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I don't know. Um, for us, so our youngest is kind of supposed to be like a junior this uh, senior this next year in college and so our goal like years and years and years ago was to always move overseas and kind of do and it wouldn't happen yet it would probably actually honestly start happening around 2022 or 2023 and so maybe then I don't know maybe we can start traveling Mm -hmm. again overseas like to Italy and anywhere in the world just (laughs) buy a house in Italy for a dollar yeah yeah buy a house in Italy for a dollar yeah yeah, that didn't work out so well right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest thing that kind of, um, I don't know, hate's a very strong word, so I hate to use that, but whatever. But like that I hated about all this is like it just it just makes you feel like you're like you're, you're stuck. There's nowhere on the planet to go. It's just here. And so it makes you realize like, you know, you know, people are still really good. That's what I like. And that's, that's again, what you were saying, Steve, is like surrounding yourself with all these people, especially even on these calls. And Ella, we've done like one or two with you too. And just little things like that still kind of brings in the community and it just shines and shows why we love the brewing community. Yeah. You appreciate the interactions more. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, we fell in love with craft beer mostly because of this, because of the community that's around it. I mean, there's a lot of great beer out there, yes, but there's a lot of great beer out there. So, you know, you can go now almost any small town in the country when you're allowed to move around and uh, and find some good beer, right? I mean, but there's great people around that good beer, you know, and that's what brings us all together. But um, I guess what I wanted to say too, like, um, to I wanted to chime in, I, this is like, 20 minutes later now but tim was talking about he threw his long post out on facebook about um people he talked about the history of strange craft and how people are talking about their first times there this isn't about the first time there but when uh last year when great american beer festival happened we wanted to have like a little pre-party to kick it off for our friends that were coming in from out of town and tim was like do it here damn it let's do it here and like he went all, he didn't just like, hey, come over and have the party. He's like all in, cracking out special beers and everything. And I think about half the people in this group were in that room that night. So I want to say cheers to that, to Tim and to Steve yeah. and Rose and Jim and everybody who was able to be there. So all y'all, when we host, um, what did we call it? Uh, this stuff. What do we call it, It Tim? was the... I don't know. I was so drunk that night. Whatever. We all got pretty. When Living a Stout Life hosts the pre GABF party, you you show up. (laughs) That was a good time. I will do that whenever, whatever. It doesn't even have to be GABF. Just you guys want to throw a party? I'm ready. Yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll throw a whole night. I think we were we were out back past two a.m. Tyler was trying to kick us out, um, so we didn't lose our liquor license. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he's a good boy. He's my bar manager. Is a really he does a good job trying to keep me from getting arrested. He's a good boy. <laughs> and we uh, slept yeah, on we the street. Two o'clock in the morning. Oh, wait, wait. Tim, did you hear what Jim just said? What was that? Jim. We slept on the street outside in our RV. So how do you do it? Yeah. Easy cheesy. Let me tell you, Jim and Rose know how to come out from Arkansas to Denver, and they definitely know how to visit breweries. I am pretty sure they have visited more breweries in the Denver area than we've been, and we've lived there for twenty over like 30 years. <laughs> I've slept in the back of my Jeep too many times to remember. Um, an RV would be really nice. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> van. Well, I was just saying bye, van. At least you have somewhere to sleep. My van. My van, yeah. We've met many van lifers and they can go almost anywhere and stealth camping is like definitely the way to go. <laughs> if you got the right RV, you can stealth camp too. We have the right <laughs> RV. Well, you just pick the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have any interesting stories or anything they'd like to share or anything that they just like want to get off their chest or you guys have been awesome. This has been fun. Do you want? Do you want me to tell you the story about uh, Mary Hancock? 
I do. I was going to. Oh, that. we almost forgot about I it. I did That's not forget good. about that. We didn't, we didn't do a good segue into it, but we'll, we'll, we'll tell the story. And, and unfortunately, he hasn't, he hasn't reciprocated in the last eight weeks. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the, let's see, March 16th. So it would have been March 9th. This is Mayor Hancock in, in Denver. Denver. Mayor Hancock in Denver was doing weekly, uh, press conferences and March 9th, he got everybody nervous about possibly shutting down because of the pandemic. Uh, and that Monday was our biggest day of the year so far, followed only by the following week when Mayor Hancock announced just randomly in the middle of a press conference that all liquor stores bars and breweries were shutting down as of noon Tuesday. That he's telling everybody they got to stay home for the pandemic and they have no way to get liquor. Yep. No beer, no liquor, nothing. And we're listening to the press conference just to find out how things are going to go for the next few weeks. And then we find out that we're shutting down tomorrow. We're all depressed. Oh my God, we're not going to make the 10th anniversary. And then the hordes start coming in. We filled crowlers of beer for seven hours straight. Oh my gosh. Um, we had our biggest day of the year. And three hours into that evening, Hancock figured out maybe that wasn't the best idea because... <laughs> Hordes of people were swarming every liquor store in town. We probably created a thousand new cases of coronavirus from everybody hoarding into the liquor stores to stock up. Argonauts is the biggest, one of the biggest liquor stores in Metro Denver. They had to call every employee in the next day because the shelves were literally bare. It looked like, oh my God. Uh, you know, it looked like the apocalypse. Everybody went in and cleaned up the entire liquor store, whatever. I got to believe in the half hour before the store closed that night, people were just grabbing, oh, it has alcohol in it. I don't even know if it tastes good. I'll just mm -hmm. it because it all the store shelves were empty. Um, so that, that whole day, as I was filling cans, I was cursing the mayor's name. And then the next day I realized, wow, that was a really good day for business. He would do that like every few weeks. That would be perfect. <laughs> make a shutdown every couple of weeks and we're golden. Oh my I, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. We remember hearing the on the news that he came out and did that and we're like, You're just inciting a riot, man. We were in Alabama when that when we heard about all that. We're just like, Oh my gosh, that like no, you don't do that. What do you think's gonna happen? Like, you know, <laughs> let me tell you, liquor, beer, all that, it's essential. <laughs> As we all know. Well, if you're gonna make everybody lock up in their house, um, they better have some comfort juice. <laughs> All right. Well, we told everybody we would keep you here about an hour or so. So we want to stick with that. But uh, before we let y'all go, we just wanted to say thank you guys for really not just being on this podcast, but um, for being a part of our lives. Cause it's like, you know, we got on this journey um, to have experiences and meet people. And you guys are some of the special people that we've met along the road. There, there's a few more that couldn't make it today, but it really, it really means a lot to us that you guys took the time to come on here and talk with us and just you, you guys have made our lives special. So I yeah. just hope that, no, I don't hope, I know that every one of you is still going to be there through all this and that we're going to all sit together again and have beers and Chris and, and Paul, we didn't get to meet before when we were at Kettle Spoke, but we'll be back up there and we'll just plan it better this time. And we'll all be there at the same time yeah. and we'll be, Hopefully it'll be where we won't even have to be six feet apart. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, we're going to get together. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It was nice to hear um, everybody talk about their situation. Definitely. It's, it was comforting. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Comforting is a good word, man. That's a good word for right now. Thank you. Yeah. So with that, I just I think I want to raise a glass and say cheers to everyone. Wait. Cheers. 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 Blink. How awesome was that? It was so cool. It was like, <laughs> it was like we're almost in the tap room with everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, 
honestly, that was a really fun one for, for us because we got to hang out with a lot of our friends. Some of those friends in there have hung. We've actually got to hang out with people from across the country together in a tap room before. And some we just met like today. On, yeah. Well, when we recorded it yesterday on this Zoom call. So it's Yeah, cool. there were a couple new faces in there. but um, It's almost like saying hi to a stranger. It was you? fun hanging out. And yeah. like, and after that Zoom call ended, actually a, a handful of us stayed on there and kept drinking and talking for yeah. a little bit afterwards. And we got a little drinky, but... <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was, it was, it was almost like we were in the tap rooms and until you can all get back into the tap rooms that you love, um, like we said in the beginning and like you've heard throughout all of this, just, you know, remember it's community and be nice to people, be nice to each other, be good to people. Yeah. And when, you know, as breweries are starting to open back up and, and you're feeling comfortable to go and, you know, even if there, we do have to live with some very strange restrictions rules and, and restrictions. some rules and things. You know, it's still a community and we can still be there for each other. So let's do it. Let's do what we can. Yeah. You know, whatever your comfort level is, do it. And, you know, keep supporting your brewers too. Even if you if you don't go to the brewery tap room or, or you can't yet or whatever, keep supporting and doing the to-go beers or whatever yeah. you can. Keep so we that. can keep our friends there for when we can sit mm-hmm. together. What else should people do for our podcast? <laughs> Well, for our podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe and maybe write a review or leave us a rating. Um, that helps us a lot with getting found on the, on the different you know, podcast searches yeah. and stuff. And let and, us know uh, what you thought of this format because yeah. this was kind of cool, like different talking to different people. It was um, fun for us, but we want to make sure it's fun for you too. So yeah. leave us some comments, shoot us an email, whatever. Ken and April at livingastoutlife.com. And we're not going to do a cheers because that cheers ending. We cannot beat that cheers. We can't beat that one. So we're just going to let the cheers end on that one. All right. Mwah. Like that. Till next time. Salut. We'd love to hear from you. So keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs. 